0: and welcome to the Green by Train podcast for Green Week 39. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse, Canada. I'm joined by Milk Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milk? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm very good. I have the sun shining in Ottawa right now. How's What's it like in Edmonton?
1: Well, Edmonton is nice. Not so nice uh, a little ways out of Edmonton. There was some hail and some snow in northern Alberta so, on the weekend, so some of the farmers are are not too happy right about now. But Edmonton's pretty good.
0: Yeah, the uh, the weather. I think everyone's on weather watch right now for the for the next crop year for sure. Um, let's turn our eyes to this grain year. So we had the week thirty nine report come out. Pretty steady performance from cncp What did you see in the week thirty nine metrics, Milt?
1: Yeah, I think steady is a, is a good description. Um, you know, CN kind of came down a tad from uh, where they were in week 38. and went from 98 to 93, but, you know, nonetheless, still very good, given what we've experienced through uh, the uh, majority of the current grain year. CP, uh, you know, steady as she goes, 99%. And they've kind of been in that 98, 99, 100% range now for about five or six weeks. Uh, one after the other so they're in very good shape both railways i would say as we look back over the last two three four weeks you know for the most part uh, seem to have found their stride if you will i mean we've been waiting for them to find that for five months but they seem to be there as spring is upon us and summer is just around the corner so so that's good Um, that's a positive development And, you know, the performance is good, you know, uh, right through, which is one of the things that we always look for, uh, as we've talked about time and time again on this podcast over the last four or five months. We see good top line performance, but then when we look inside the numbers, performance either across corridors or across individual shippers is inconsistent. They're good in some places, not so good in others. Um, I think we've described it in the past as a bit of a game of whack-a-mole. But what we have seen now uh, for the last two, three, four weeks for both CN and CP is, you know, consistent performance. So good is great, but good and consistent is better. And and they seem to have gotten there a long wait, as I said before, but no doubt welcome by shippers.
0: Yeah, incredibly long wait. And, you know, like you say, good service is good service. So I think people are happy. Uh, Unfortunately, we had to travel a pretty difficult road to get here. Traditionally, though, at this time of the year, Milt, this is when you would start to see usually, you know, consistent good service in the lead up to the next grain year. No?
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. And I think if we looked back over, you know, any number of years of of performance, we would see that the typical pattern is service performance declines in the winter months in varying degrees and for varying periods of time. But, you know, it's generally characterized by lower performance than you see in the fall uh, and more inconsistent performance than you see in the fall. And then it usually starts to uh, pick up right around this time of year as, you know, the grain year starts to wind down. One of the reasons that performance tends to get better, at least in prior years, is that the demand on the system starts to decline. Demand has been really low this year, and that doesn't seem to have improved performance. But um, yeah, uh, generally when we get to April, May, grain that's available to ship is going down. So demand on railway assets is going down. And assuming that there's no you know external shocks to the system, uh, performance for grain shippers tends to improve.
0: Yeah, the demand point is a good one. I mean, all year we've talked about... The low demand, the incredibly low demand, are we, I mean, obviously we're still in the low demand period, but as it, have, have we seen another step change in demand uh, to be low or are we pretty much just moving at the same general area as far as the demand we're placing on it right now and the next few, couple of weeks that you see?
1: Uh, well, we've kind of been trending, you know, with the same pattern as last year, albeit at a significantly lower level. We can only see out as far as week 41. And that would suggest to us that there's certainly not going to be any uptick in demand. Uh, Interestingly enough, CP's demand seems to be dropping off, at least based on what we can see in the data, most notably in weeks 40 and 41, and most notably in the Vancouver corridor. So that's a little bit different than what we've seen recently, because CP's demand for the most part, even though demand for both railways has been much, much lower than last year. CP's demand has generally held up a little bit better than CN's, but we are starting to see maybe a bit of a turn in that in the next couple of weeks. But right now, that's as far as we can see.
0: Well, let's turn attention to the provinces. Uh, the consistency in the, the top-line numbers, I expect, would, would, would stretch into the provincial performance. Was there anything notable uh, from the provinces? performance uh, this week week 39?
1: No, I think probably the most notable thing is that, you know, both railways were really good in all three provinces, which is, uh, you know, not something that we've seen a lot of this year, but when we look uh, back over the last uh, three, four weeks, what we see is much like at the top level for the system, all the provinces are seeing, you know, 85% or better order fulfillment on a weekly basis from both railways. CN still a little bit uh, less consistent, if you will, than CP, but CP has been on quite a tear the last month and a half. So, uh, you know, it would be a challenge for CN to keep up with them. And week 39 is is really just the latest example of that that developing trend of good performance and consistent performance that we've been seeing. CN this week was uh, 92% or better in all three provinces. CP was 99% or better in all three provinces. And almost without exception, you know that consistency within the provinces played out into individual corridors. So it didn't seem to matter where traffic was originating or where it was going, whether it was the west coast or Thunder Bay or to the states, or you know, the performance was pretty consistent right across the board. A good sign.
0: It is a good sign, and uh, we've got a you know couple months, two and a half months left until the the new the new grain year. Looking ahead, milk. I think we may just be. Uh, you know, looking at probably steady performance, but um, what do you think we should have in mind now as we start to turn our attention to uh, to the future here?
1: Well, I think that demand will remain low. Uh, I mean, some shippers are kind of signaling that you know we haven't seen as low as it's going to get. Uh, people tend to refer to sweeping out the bins when you get to the last two weeks of July in this industry. Uh, some conversations I've had with shippers. are suggesting that they might start sweeping out the bins in the middle of June uh, this year. So it's tough to say. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to go down. It always goes down at this time of year. Probably the biggest concern on people's minds now, as you said, is is looking forward to the next grain year. And there are, you know, some early indications, if you will, that uh, 2022, 23 is going to be quote unquote, a more normal harvest. So in the 65 to 75 million ton range, although, you know, in real time, we're seeing some issues that could certainly have an impact on that. We've got obviously the devastating flooding going on in Manitoba. As I mentioned earlier, we just had snow and hail in northern Alberta up in the Peace Region, uh, which for them is delaying seeding. In a normal year, those farmers would just be in the process of almost wrapping up their seeding. And in large part, they haven't started yet. So that's going to be a problem. And uh, probably uh, most concerning of all, after what we went through last year, is we have no idea what summer is going to do. You know, if we end up with uh, late seeding and then a heat dome, like we had uh, last July, where we had temperatures of 30 degrees Celsius day after day after day for weeks on end, you know, that's that's going to have an impact on how quote unquote normal the harvest is this year.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. And, and there's so much attention on, on this year's crop and harvest just due to geopolitical issues around food security globally that um, you know, I think it's fair to say everyone has turned their attention to, to, to this crop and, and its success. And I think as we move forward with, with the podcast, I think we're going to start to look towards um, a little bit of the, what to expect in the next grain year. And uh, some of the things we can start to talk about around the watchouts for potential performance within the rail network. So one of the interesting things we did see come out uh, was Transport Canada released their regulations for for rail uh, performance metrics. So I think we'll, we'll touch on that and uh, start to get into a little bit of, of what we should expect for for from service uh, in the new grain year. So like everyone else, we'll start looking forward to see how, what happens with this crop and how we prepare as a sector. So Milt, uh, appreciate your insight this week and, uh, I'll talk to you next week. So thanks a lot. Uh, for those who'd like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks.